we continue our five-part series on Lockdown Browns on things we learned about the Cleveland Browns this offseason. We have learned that this team is built to compete whether or not Deshaun Watson is the team's quarterback in 2022. We've also learned that the Browns have an affinity for tall, long, athletic defensive ends, the way they reshape the room for the 2022 season. All that and more with your hosts, Jeff Lloyd and Garrett Bush, on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, your host, Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend as we get another week rolling here on Lockdown Browns. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen. Whether it is in podcast form, whatever uh, app you use for your podcast, make sure you're following, subscribe to Locked On Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. Of course, now on YouTube, uh, the growth continues over there. Appreciate everybody who's made the switch over. Um, obviously, a lot of folks and fans waiting um, as you know, video content is now becoming more and more the norm with streaming becoming as popular as it is. We're going to get to some things here. We started the other day with... Um, Two of the top 10 storylines of the Cleveland Browns offseason. We are going to give you two more of those today. Uh, segment three, if you haven't heard, obviously Deshaun Watson will be sitting down with the disciplinary committee on Tuesday uh, as the ball will start to get rolling, hopefully on some sort of resolution there. So the Cleveland Browns will have a better idea uh, as to what's going on going into 2022 training camp in Berea. Uh, first one we're going to talk about here is a little bit. And as Garrett mentioned here on the Open um, the way this team is constructed, look, the Browns with the acquisition of Deshaun Watson, they understood that there was going to most likely be some time that Deshaun Watson was going to be away from the team. This has not altered the plan as far as making this team successful for 2022. Uh, I know a lot of you think, oh, well, if it's Jacoby Brissett, you know, look, as much as you all didn't like Baker and the way he played last year while he was injured, the turnovers he had, you can't think, and this team, you know, obviously to its credit, did win eight games last season. Um, so now with, you know, uh, the defense going to be taking up a notch, hopefully you have a wide receiver room that's at least going to be consistent, the same players week in, week out. So there's no reason to believe that this team cannot compete with Jacoby Brissett at the quarterback position. You're going to have Kareem Hunt for hopefully a lot more games than he did last year when he missed nine. Um, with David Njoku now stepping up as the number one tight end on this team, you believe you're going to have a bigger factor from the tight end position than he did necessarily last year with Austin Hooper. You were hoping you were going to get a healthy Jedrick Wills, who was a solid, solid player. Only problem to this point in his career is we have not been able to see consistent health. Usually year three for the left tackle position is where you start to see a player take that step from where he's either going to be a good left tackle to a great left tackle. That is exactly the path where Dredrick Wills is going into year three. Um, some exciting players, um, you know, young players looking to break out another year. Hopefully a Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, rookie David Bell. The work is put in here, Garrett Bush, and I think they really think 
um, certainly with Deshaun Watson, the potential there is there for this team to be a great, great football team. But with all the moves that have been made and understanding, it could be Jacoby Brissett and a while before you see Deshaun Watson. I don't think this team, you know, is is lowering the goal. I still think that this team feels with Jacoby Brissett for as long as he is going to man the quarterback position, they are going to contend for a playoff spot. I, I look at the roster, right? And, and I think what's going to happen here, uh, Jeff, is I, I think people are going to start to take this personally a little bit. Um, as I watched in the offseason, you know, I, I've seen uh, media fans kind of like, you know, almost disregard what the, what the team has already. Um, they, they, they've just kind of been like, oh, well, it's all built on Deshaun Watson, right? And, and as a former player, you know this, man. When you're in the locker room, it's, it's whoever's in here, man. We can't worry about who ain't, who ain't on the field. He's out, you know, we know Deshaun wants to play. And, and we know what his, his skill set is. But if Deshaun's not here because of disciplinary reasons, you got to turn around and look at the next guy next to you, right? And, and I think this team will have a mindset of proving people wrong. You know, they went out and got Deshaun Watson, and now all of a sudden they act like we don't got Nick Chubb. They, they act like we don't got Miles Garrett. They act like we, we don't got, you know, one of the better secondaries in the game and a, one of the best offensive lines in the game. So this, this notion that somehow – you were going to be completely garbage and because Deshaun Watson isn't here, we're not going to have a potent running game that, that we don't have some of the pieces and parts that it could take to win some games uh, unconventionally. And, and it's, you know, I guess everybody wants to throw the ball and get it 70 points a game and do different things like that. But guess what? Good teams find a way to win regardless, right? Why do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Pittsburgh Steelers don't have a quarterback. Pittsburgh Steelers really don't have that great of offensive line. And besides uh, T.J. Watt and, and Minka Fitzpatrick, I'm not seeing, like, world beaters on defense. But every single year they tell us, can never count Mike Tomlin, can't count the Roonies out, can't count the Steelers out. You know why they do that? It's because the Steelers are consistent. No matter who they got, they do their thing. The Cleveland Browns are trying to get to that consistency level, and, and, and Kevin Stefanski should take this as, guess what? He should, he should take it as a slight. He should take it as something that he's going out to prove something because a lot of people won't even mention that you was coach of the year. We didn't forgot. In one year, you was the coach of the year. The next year, we know what it looked like, and all of a sudden, they think, oh, if it don't work this way, you're in the hot seat. Kevin Stefanski should be coming out here coaching with a chip on the shoulder saying, I told you that, that look, we weren't doing what we were supposed to do because of the inefficiency at the quarterback. I can get another guy who I can tell him to hand the ball off. Don't throw it. Don't throw, just don't throw four picks against the Packers. That's all. That's what I want. Don't throw four picks. And, and this team can win games with the dynamic backfield that they got and playing solid defense. I full wholeheartedly believe that they'll still compete. I think you made a great point there where, you know, Coach Stefanski's offense, and this is where, you know, for a lot of people, it was interesting that they wanted to take such, uh, you know, a leap as far as the level of the quarterback play and the type of quarterback they had, you know, playing for them, you know, in Deshaun Watson, you know, whatever you think about him off the field, the player on the field is, you know, top seven, top five at the quarterback position. Um, but this was predicated on the first two years of you don't necessarily just don't screw it up. Um, and you saw that in 2020, didn't make very many mistakes. His team went on to go to the playoffs, win a playoff game, come within four minutes of beating the Kansas City Chiefs at home in a playoff game. 
So Jacoby Brissett comes in with that mindset. There's also one other thing here that we didn't mention. Obviously, uh, you feel you truly significant, uh, significantly upgraded yourself at the kicker position. So you're not going to be leaving points on the field at any given time. This is going to be maybe more paramount Cade York in an offense that is led by Jacoby Brissett, maybe then one that is led by Deshaun Watson. When you have Deshaun Watson on the field, obviously you think these drives are going to turn more into touchdowns. When you were playing with Jacoby Brissett, trying to play strong defense, you were going to be playing with the theory of just keep getting points out of every drive. It's a little bit of a different mindset, certainly. The same expectations that you're going to have for Joby, Jacoby Brissett are certainly not going to be the same expectations that you're going to have when Deshaun Watson is manning this offense. Understandably so. Two players, two def, uh, d differing skill sets. There's no question about that. We all know that. But you still have a player like Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper has had success with Derek Carr, D Dak Prescott, a ranging variety of quarterbacks if you were going to tier quarterback play within the NFL. Good route runner, solid route runner. David Bell, look, David Bell came from Purdue. David Bell was not playing with a world beater at the quarterback position on his days at Purdue. Still find a way to put up solid, solid production. Donovan Peoples-Jones, most of his uh, you know, work at this point is with Baker Mayfield, has been with Baker Mayfield. So, you know, he'll be learning not even, not just one new quarterback, two new quarterbacks. But for where Donovan succeeds, it's vertically. So it's not like it's so much a timing thing. It's can I beat my man and can I get deep? And here it comes. Um, so you have that. I think in, you, know, you figure the simplicity, the play actions, the screens that Coach Stefanski is going to put in, whether it's with the backs, you know, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, uh, you know, whether it's Felton, Ford, Ernest Johnson, any one of those five. Um, you have the speed element you can use for an Anthony Schwartz and get him involved. Even screens to the tight end with Harrison Bryant and David Njoku. Um, you're not going to get to see the full wide range of Coach Stefanski's offense, but you're going to get to see a lot of more of the, you know, the mind game, the chess game, the simpler moves, you know, not the ones that are going to put anybody in check, um, but, you know, the one that's going to put you one move away or two moves away from putting somebody necessarily in check. Um, and I think the expectations and the fact that this team is just, you know, done for 2022 if Deshaun Watson gets a suspension of more than eight games, more than 10 games, maybe even a season. The fact that everybody just thinks the Browns 2022 season is over. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not believing it. The way this team is structured, the type of personalities that are on this team. And look, this team over the last two years has dealt with players being in and out. Most of the NFL has, whether it's COVID, whether it's injuries. You know, every week it was kind of like, all right, well, here it is. It's Saturday. Who's on the bus? All right, this is who we got. All right, let's go handle our business. We got to do what we got to do. We got a job to do. So, again, for me, I, the, the expectations for 2022, if it's Jacoby Brissett, maybe they're not as high, but this is still a team with legitimate playoff aspirations in the 2022 season. We get to a little bit more here. I want to talk a little bit about the DN room here as far as, you know, things we've learned about the Cleveland Browns this offseason. All that more coming here. Your latest Lockdown Browns, Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, along for your ride. Bet online. .net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. Could have been involved in the uh, NHL Stanley Cup. And, of course, still Major League Baseball as they hit the uh, midway park. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting waging information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the MMA, boxing, and everybody's new fan favorite of, of wagering, golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Hey, looky here, looky here. Hey, training camp is right around the corner, man. Right around the corner. If you want to stay abreast on everything going on with training camp, we're the only daily podcast, Locked On Browns, part of the powerful Locked On Browns network, Locked On network, period. We're everywhere, man. Every single day, we're going to give you some delivery, you, you the best Browns news, the latest Browns news. And this is the place to be when you're trying to get the updates in the training camp. By the way, man, by the way, a bad job out of me. I, I, watch the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, too. Stop playing around, man. Make sure you get that, man. Make sure you, you know, people's like, you know, I didn't even know people like, hey, man, G. Bush, I didn't even know you were on Locked On. Of course I am, man. And, and we got to cross, we got to go ahead and cross, you know, uh, market this thing, man. Make sure you check in Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show every single, every single day uh, from 11 to 1. Make sure you check me out on the barbershop. You're in the Cleveland area. Check me in the barbershop, man. Hey, my man, and, and I've already introduced it. I've already told him. I'm try, I told Jeff, I said, I got to have you on every week. I got to have you on every 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 Saturday, big dog. You know how we everywhere, man. So keep it locked. We appreciate your support, and we're going to continue to give you that, that, that work. Uh, Jeff, you said it earlier. I liked what you said. You said this team is built to win this year, or excuse me, in the long run, right? You know, continuously still, still be able to win and compete. But this defensive end room is built for this year. <laughs> and uh, you got Miles Garrett. You got Jadavian Clowney. Uh, that was a big move for us. I thought it was one of the bigger moves, Jadavian Clowney coming back. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, they're going to take a, a really big step. If Jadavian Clowney, um, and, and I know deep down in his heart, I know it's hard to heart. He, he feels he is a certain type of player. It, he feels like uh, in his career, he's been underrated a little bit. And I, I believe that, you know, Jadavian Clowney has the, the ability uh, and the talent to be a dominant defensive end in this in this game. What I would like to see happen is you're going to see a focus put on the defense that you haven't seen in a long time because you're not going to have too much different things. The Browns going to be real old school. It's going to be run the football, play action on defense. Let's get after the quarterback. Let's fly around. And I think they got the pieces and parts to do that. But, but you're going to start to see earlier in this year and, and, and when it's coming up, you're going to start to see people is this one of the best defensive end tandems in the game? Is this defense one of the best defense? Because Miles Garrett and, and, and Jadavian Klein are going to have that spot shadow on them, seeing, hey, we, you guys can't give up 20 points. You guys can't give up 30 points. And I think it's going to start these guys off on a real right foot, and, and I think they're going to hit the track running, hit the ground running with, with getting after the quarterback. I think it's going to be a big year for both of them. I'd like to see Jadavian Clowney break that 12-sack mark. I'd like to see him upwards of 12 sacks, 12 and a half, maybe even 13. I need Miles Garrett to hit that 20. We've been he's been teetering around that 15, 16. I need the 20, big fella. If you could give me 20 and my other big dog can give me 12, 13, the Browns is gonna be one heck of a team that's gonna that's gonna be out there flying around, moving around, and stopping teams from putting points on the board. So I'm excited to see that. Your thoughts on the defensive line, Jeff? A couple things there. Um, and with Jadavian Clowney, he's kind of necessarily always been maybe – I don't want to say he's played in the shadow because Jadavian Clowney is certainly an established name within the NFL. But if it was with playing with J.J. Watt, now playing with Miles Garrett, it's a funny thing that you brought up about Miles and the sack numbers because it always seems like we get to about week 14 or 15, Miles Garrett's leading the NFL. Miles gets a little tweak. 
um, goes out there, plays, but is not the Miles Garrett we've you know grown and accustomed to. And the next thing you know, Miles ends up third, fourth in total sacks for the NFL season. Um, with Clowney, second year within the system. Um, you saw last year, um, and this is always the thing I want to say when I talk about Jadavian Clowney. For a guy who was a former number one overall pick, if you're going to just go straight look at it on a statistical basis, maybe he hasn't met that mark that he was a former number one overall pick. But you see very smart, disciplined player. You don't normally see players as athletic as Jadavian Clowney being as willing as they are to do every assignment within the run game. Very smart, nuanced player in that respect. Uh, the ability to kick inside and understanding if I'm not getting pressure, guess what? I'm a tall man. I have a large wingspan. I'm going to use my arms either up, wide, whatever I can to make the throw extremely, extremely difficult uh, for the opposing quarterback. Where I wanted to get to a little bit with this DN room is, as we all know, Jadavian Clowney is here on a one-year deal. Um, we knew this was coming for the Cleveland Browns. We knew there was going to be a reshaping of that defensive end room. Um, so they spent some draft capital. And what you see with what the Browns have added to that defensive end room, Miles Garrett, obviously almost six foot five, 270 pounds, long, freaky athlete. Jadavian Clowney, almost six foot five, 270 pounds, long, freaky athlete. Alex Wright drafted at a UAB in the third round, six foot five, 270 pounds, long, freaky athlete. Isaiah Thomas taken later in the draft, almost six foot five, 268 pounds, long, rangy, freaky athlete. The Browns have a type at defensive end. There is no question about it. Um, Tack McKinley was here last year. They, they, Tack was a player they highly, highly coveted they tried several times in 2020 to get him they were finally able to get him here in 2021 but doesn't necessarily meet the mark of you know what they feel now that they are looking for they want length they want athleticism as we know Jadavian's here on a one-year deal the Browns probably ideally hoping Alex Wright Isaiah Thomas blossom under Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney this year, leaving them in a position for 2023 where, hey, maybe we want Jadavian back if Jadavian doesn't want to be back. We feel we have two players that can step up in the pecking order, maybe come number two, number three, alongside Miles Garrett in this room. I'm excited for what they've done there. Um, and if these players come along at, you know, quickly, um, and it's going to be interesting because Isaiah Thomas might be the player who contributes a little bit earlier than Alex Wright. Isaiah Thomas is coming from Oklahoma. Alex Wright is coming from UAB. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is a little bit more um, functional in his role, similar to JV and Clowney. Whatever his assignment is, he's going to do it. Alex Wright kind of had the ability at UAB to freelance a little bit. And at UAB, they put him wherever they thought was the most difficult spot. If they were having trouble on the interior, they put Alex Wright there. He's going to be a full-time uh, D-end here with the Browns. Also, the other thought is, you know, everybody loves the idea of the NASCAR package. Um, could you imagine a scenario where the Cleveland Browns are able to trot out four defensive ends in one set, all six foot five, all 270 pounds, all long, all athletic, all ferocious in what they do? That is an idea for Joe Woods combined with all the defensive backs that he loves so much that, Garrett, you have to think just absolutely can make for a situation where Joe Woods is just salivating to get teams in third and eight and third and nine. Yeah, that, that's what you need. And we saw a little bit of that going into the Chicago Bears game, right? Uh, you know, he that's the game that uh, Miles Garrett went nuts. But also, Jadavian Clowney was everywhere. JOK was everywhere. And what they were doing is, is twist, stunning, 
moving guys around, getting Miles Garrett a little bit in a three technique, maybe stemming them out a little bit, standing up, get guys coming off the edges. And that's what I like to see from the Cleveland Browns. And they're going to need some of that to start off early this year rather than later. All the guys are back, and you want to get teams in third and long and able to, able to uh, get after the quarterback. And then when you, you how we're going to do it like we usually do. We're going to lead on the running game to ice teams, get them off the sticks, and uh, that that's what the Cleveland Browns' uh, recipe for winning in, in 2022 if they don't have Deshaun Watson. It's going to be different, and, you know, look, either way, this defense should excel. Um, you would love it to be the situation where they don't have a ton of pressure put on them, which means Deshaun Watson gets to play a, a, a decent amount of games. But if not, you know, you have players and just the way the makeup of these players is a Miles Garrett, as you said, a Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, John Johnson, Grant Elp, and Denzel Ward. These players have no problem saying, all right, if, if, if we have to lead and the offense is going to follow, let's do it. Uh, and, you know, that's just the way this defense has been constructed. All these players are in the prime of their careers on the defensive side of the ball and ready to take this team as far as they need to take it. Um of course, wouldn't be an episode of Lockdown Browns without going to the legal side of it. So Garrett and I will get out our pads, you know, tighten up the glasses here as we go into the courtroom. Uh, but the latest on the Deshaun Watson legal situation, which will be coming Tuesday, we'll get to that here in just a second. Just want to thank everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. Uh, make sure you're following on your favorite podcast app. And of course, subscribe now on YouTube. Locked on Browns back again. G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd. Make sure you go follow me at G. Bush 91. Make sure you follow at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, right? Uh, we talked about football a little bit early here, uh, but obviously we wouldn't be doing our job as part of the Locked on Browns uh, podcast to not talk about the breaking news that really dropped a little bit over the weekend. Um, Saturday, I think it's Saturday it came out. Um, I spoke to Mary Kay. Um, we were, I was out there shooting something, um, for, for a pilot I have for, called the barbershop tour. Um, so I had her on one of my first initial guests. I had Mary Kay on, she was great. And she actually was typing the story as we were waiting, waiting for the camera people to get started to go. So she was typing up, finishing her story about, uh, the, the whole situation. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and she just basically was breaking it down that, you know, they're going to start the disciplinary hearings, I believe on Tuesday. Um, Sue is, or I think Sue Robinson is going to be, um, over the proceedings. And, uh, I, I think the question that we have is what are you going to learn, um, from these hearings and what do you think the outcome will be in terms of, you know, some of the cases we've already kind of went over the cases at nauseum. We've already seen a lot of them and to be truthful and honest, this, this has been going on. I mean, this has been going on for two years. I mean, it's not like these are. This is new stuff. There, I mean, there may be they may be people coming forward now, but most of the allegations stem from a couple of years ago. So, uh, in in this in terms of this, I'm anxious to see how much is Sue Robinson going to have power in this situation. How much juice does she have? Um, what what is going to be a, a situation if she says, "Hey, I," she suggests, "I don't know." Uh, maybe eight games. Does the league come back and say that's not powerful enough? That's not enough, and we're going to suspend him for a year, or the opposite? Could she come in and say, "I got him at, at, at an indefinite suspension. He should be going indefinitely." And Roger Goodell comes in and says, mm, eh, "We'll give him a year, right?" 
all of this is very fascinating. Um, and also, I want to see the rhetoric of the, of the NFL Players Association. Now, for me, I compared it to two superpowers having nuclear nuclear weapons. Uh, nobody wins when you when you push that button. And so, if the if the league wants to, you know, come off as a league that cares about uh, these allegations, they're going to have to deal with the fact that the <laughs> that the NFL Players Association has a lot of ammunition in terms of the collective bargaining agreement saying that owners are supposed to be held to, not only to the same but higher standards, and they've received nothing. I don't know how they can. I, I, I mean, they, I don't know how you can counter that. I don't know how you could say, well. Yeah, it doesn't matter. These guys are my boss. <laughs> so my bosses don't get really in trouble. So and 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 that and Daniel Snyder has to go before Congress. So that's this just seems crazy that you have an owner going before Congress with all of these investigations. Deshaun Watson gets an indefinite suspension. I think if if the if that's their goal, I think the NFL Players Association may hit the nuclear weapon and uh say, we'll just take you to court and file an emergency injunction that Deshaun Watson can at least play uh, while this thing is handled. This creates the ultimate of slippery slopes. Um, again, now you have, and as you mentioned, look, I mean, if you just want to use one example, and it's Daniel Snyder down in Washington as far as ownership, and the issues with Daniel Snyder, they cover several areas, equality, uh, sexual harassment, I mean, all of these things. But yet here it is week in, week out, we hear more and more about Daniel Snyder, no discipline. You see Daniel Snyder at every Washington now commander's game. So where is, you know, an understanding that, you know, Deshaun Watson is going to see some time suspended, but how can you have, you know, basically the CEOs of the corporations untouchable as far as discipline within the same type of issues and nothing's happening that I, I mean, this is, and look, the NFL players association, and this is a heck of a lot different than years and years ago. I mean, we are talking about now a generation of NFL athletes, you know, what, if you say what the median range is, what maybe 25 to 27 years old, a much more well-educated type of player than they had years ago in the NFL. When you went to college and you never opened a book because you were on the football team. These boy, these gentlemen are all well-educated, some very, very smart people. There is the interesting aspect to it that J.C. Treader essentially will be sitting here trying to defend the now quarterback of the Cleveland Browns as far as, you know, he shouldn't be the one you throw the book at. If you're going to throw the book, you better throw it at everybody, which is going to go on certainly in this um, the question would be to find, you know, and I certainly don't want to say a happy median because by no means does that sound to be the appropriate, um, but there needs to be something where Watson's camp, the player, NFL Players Association, uh, the Browns ownership, the league, a number where everybody can get together. And most of it's because, okay, he got disciplined. Um, we don't want to hear from the public that it's a slap on the wrists. We don't want to hear, oh, my God, he got so much time. But meanwhile, we have owners who are guilty in their own right of doing some similar aspects in their own lives. Um, it, it, this, As much as everybody is hoping that this is going to go away, there is the Pandora's box, Garrett, 
that this you know could get almost like a little bit of the OJ trial to it with you know OJ uh, with Deshaun Watson meeting down uh, me- sitting down and meeting with the NFL disciplinary committee. Yeah, uh, how how quickly for me is how quickly how quickly you get something. The I mean, because sometimes this stuff is like you ever you ever go to your your mom and and she says, uh, "Hey, tell me what happened." You did something bad. And she says, tell you what happened. And you already look at her face. You really don't know. You don't really want to know what happened. You just want to know. You just want to hear me <laughs> out. Uh, at least I gave you a shot. I gave you a chance, right? <laughs> tell me what happened and, and we'll go easy on you. Nah, you just want to know. Um, for me, I, I, I don't know if this is going to be a hearing um, where the NFL has already made up their mind what they're doing and they're just doing it, uh, basically going through the motions. So, uh, it could appease the fans. It can appease, you know, and, and get it over with. Or is this going to be something where they actually take, and I still don't understand how this happens. How how are you investigating something and the people that are investigating it are on your payroll? Where, that's how, like, Roger Goodell and Sue, they, they are paying these guys' bills, man. Like, I don't understand it. It's not like there's some independent arbiter out there that's hearing the case. It's the people, it's the owners, uh, for lack of a better t- term, it's the agents of the owner. They 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 are dis- deploying them out to make a decision. So this is my face, the, the surprise face when, you know, they, they look through the uh, information. But, you know, we just have to say that uh, we feel that Deshaun needs unprecedented discipline in this, in this situation. So, you know, we'll see how quickly they come out with it. But either way, though, I think it's going to be um, a big fight, and um, it's coming. It's brewing. So we'll see. We'll, we'll get ready to be prepared to cover that, too. Yeah, I don't think this is something where they're all going to go in. Uh, everybody's going to open up their books. We're going to have a little chit-chat. And, you know, before the coffee is warm, we're going to have a settlement and be out the door. It's not going to work like that. I have a feeling that this is going to be something that's going to drag on for a little bit because um, you certainly going uh, the NFL – Player Association is going to want to have their piece. The league is going to want to have their piece. The disciplinary committee is going to want to have their time. Um, so whether or not a resolution comes quickly is not something I would wager on by any means whatsoever. Uh, certainly something in the ability to drag on here a little bit. So your latest, of course, with the Sean Watson situation Tuesday. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to bring clarity, but it's going to start hopefully getting closer and closer to taking this you know, long and you know difficult time for the Browns and for the NFL, bringing some, maybe some resolution to this situation. We've talked a little bit about how this team is built for the 2022 season, regardless of who the quarterback is. This team still has expectations. Whoever is under center, the DN room is built for today, but it is most likely also built for the future. And as we've all learned, the Browns have a type at the defensive end position he is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, as uh, he mentioned, 11 to 1, every day on YouTube. Um, it's fun show. You get a lot, a lot of sports out of it, a lot of sports takes out of it, revolving doors of guests day in, day out. You get a lot of, you know, guys just sitting around in a basement watching, you know, whatever's on the TV on Sunday aspect to it. A lot of fun with it. So make sure you check out the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. As Garrett said, Saturday mornings, the Barbershop, 92.3 The Fan. Uh, I've been kind enough to join Garrett here, you know, pretty much consistently here for the last few weeks. Um, we get into a couple of rundowns of what we talked during the week or whatever comes up, you know, late Friday and Saturday. So make sure you're always checking out the barbershop. Um, make sure you're following at GBush91. 
Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. Wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you're following, subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast. YouTube, uh, well over, uh, I think it's uh, 1150, 1150 uh, subscribers to this point. Uh, appreciate it. Certainly not satisfied. Let's keep that going. This is going to be the consistency here. Obviously, we'll always be available in podcast format. But YouTube, obviously, you know, streaming, viewing, this is just, you know, this is a trend that's not going away anytime soon. And obviously, everyone here at Locked On has jumped on that bandwagon as well. With all of that being said, we got another great week coming up here. Um, for most people, it is the off time of the year. There ain't no such thing as off days over here at Locked On Browns, day in, day out. We will be here with you every day. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the yellow B. Let's go, Browns.